Well, this episode of the Heart to Heart Walk podcast is one with a bit of a difference. It's our first ever comedian. And if you've never heard of Paul Fluffy Sinclair, I strongly suggest you get onto Instagram right now and look him up because that is our guest for today. Now, the content isn't for everyone. It's pretty different to what we normally have on here. And if you don't like swearing and all that sort of carry on, well, just skip this episode. If you've got the kids in the car, likewise, skip this episode. But if you want a bit of a laugh, and if you want to listen to an ex-Victorian police officer turned worm farmer and comedian and everything that goes in between, keep listening. It's a cracker of an episode. It's something that I've left to release as we're travelling out to the Central Australian start point of the Heart to Heart Walk, just for a bit of a laugh on the road. Anyway, keep listening if you're up for it and have a bit of a laugh. Don't take anything too seriously and enjoy. Paul Fluffy Sinclair. Today's guest is one that I've approached with some caution. Uh, due to the potential content that we're going to have today. But all I can guarantee you is it's going to be fun. And today's guest has the biggest following of any of the guests I've ever had, at over 100,000 Instagram followers. 128,000. 128,000. That is crazy. So I need to welcome into Dolly, Paul Fluffy Sinclair. G'day, Paul. Hey, cunts. I love that. Yeah, that's my greeting. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, if you don't like that word, but that's just the way it is. It's not spelt how it sounds, though. No, it's not. I had to, I had a health scare. I had to get all my teeth out. And um, basically, I start every video with, hey, cunts, talk shit for 30 seconds, finish with, no, no, cunts, love you. And the um, when I got my teeth out, which we'll get onto later, the um, auto captions on my phone spelt cunts, C-U-N-C-E. So I've trademarked it, got the domain name, heycunts.com.au, and it's turned into a business. <laughs> well, we've got to reach the starting point of your journey. Well, back if we, we've, I need to wind the clock back a little bit and tell you how I came to know who you actually were. So... I haven't been traveling too well for a long while and I have some pretty rough days. During one of those rough days, my daughter actually said, hey, dad, have a look at this and it might cheer you up. And up, come, up comes the Paul Fluffy Sinclair Instagram page and there we go. I, I looked at this thing and it turned my whole day around, actually, to be honest with you. And I, I didn't want to actually ask why my daughter was watching that sort of stuff, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> It was a, it was a cracker of a, a thing that, and I, and I actually sent you a message after it and said, I just need to let you know you've turned one ex-copper's day right around and you actually replied to me and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I try and answer all the messages, like hundreds come in a day. Um, I can't answer all the comments, but definitely all the DMs that come in through the, the back door of Instagram, I, there's a lot of bullshit people trying to sell fucking Bitcoin and <laughs> all these sextortion women Anyway, I, I just block and delete them. But, yeah, I, um, I've had a lot of messages from, well, ex-coppers, fiery Zambos, just like nurses. I was, um, I ran into a couple at Lismore when I was doing my first show there at the farmer's market. And she sent me a message one night and go to the farmer's market the next day, which I did. And I met them, her and her husband, 
and her best mate, they're all ICU nurses. And yeah, wow. Like all these first responders, like I'm an ex-copper. I had seven years in the Victoria Police Force, ended up in fingerprints and forensics, very early days in the DNA back in the early 90s. Um, so I've seen my fair share of doom and gloom and still have recurring nightmares every now and again. You, mm. you might not have had a memory of this particular event for, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 odd years and all of a sudden you have a freaking nightmare about it. But that's just the way it is. I talk about it. I've had a few psych and psychology analyses and appointments and they sort of help point me in a direction that of a road or a, a, a turn off that I hadn't even thought of. So that's where I think that's the only way that they've helped me. But I just talk about, I go to like parties and I just talk about what I saw in the police force or like around the fire. And then all of a sudden there'd be a full circle of people around just listening and say, oh, what happened then? And what happened? And, yeah. and th- I found that really beneficial is just, you can't bottle stuff up. No. Um, you've got to get it out there. It's like the old pressure cooker that once the pressure builds up, the little whistle on the top goes and the whistle with me was me telling my stories. And then with the Instagram making the videos, it just, I never thought I'm, I was funny. <laughs> just happened. And then with the whole hey cunts thing and I could talk about, well, people have said that I could talk about grass growing yeah. or the paint drying <laughs> in between and, and I'd find it funny. Like I went to the big banana at Coffs Harbour Yesterday I made a video and that's, I think it was 39,000 views already in less than 24 hours. Wow. It's just nuts. That is, that is nuts. And like that, I've got to admit, once you actually know what to loosely expect, the moment you see your face pop up on screen in that Instagram feed, you're already smiling before you even hear the audio because yeah. you just, you're just getting ready for it. And yes, I have actually done what you said on one of them. I opened up my phone in the doctor's surgery because I have to unfortunately oh. wait in lots of waiting rooms these days. And yep, there it is. Yeah, just a word of warning, everyone. If you do um, tune into my page, just make sure that your volume's not too loud if you're in a public place because oh, I one lady sent me a message. She was on an aeroplane. They were just about to take off or something. There was some delay and she opened it up. Hey, cunts, and the whole fucking plane heard it. <laughs> and then I've done it. I was... um. It was at a caravan park at Dolby, actually, in Queensland. And I was in the bathroom and I'd opened the phone up on the throne and, hey, cunts, and the bloke next to me said, he said, oh, my God, that that guy's just the funniest bloke on the internet, whoever he is. <laughs> and I said, it's fucking me, cunts. And he couldn't believe it that he was having a crap next to the hey, cunts bloke on the internet. And he was just... Oh it it was just a funny moment. And yeah, anyway, so what's your volume? Yeah, that's a cracker. So you've got to tell us a little bit about your journey from Vic Pole right through to stand-up comedian and everything in between in uh, in, in the way that you would. Yeah, we can do that. Because so. I know worm farming's in there and that sort of threw me. I didn't know whether that was just a uh, like a, a comedic uh, interlude, but there's, well, a, there's I, a lot to your story. There is. There is a lot. And um. So I left the police force after seven years because they were going to send me off to university to study some science course about DNA and and I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to stay in the job and do the crime scenes and all of that sort of thing. But I was basically, when I look, about, look at it now, I was 
bullied into going to that course. It wasn't a avenue I wanted to go down and I had no choice. They were just directing me. Anyway, so I'd let them enrol me into La Trobe and then at the last minute I resigned, 31st of December, uh, 1994. And then I opened up a plant nursery and garden design landscape business down at Geelong. Did that for five years, sold that. Then I thought, what am I going to do now? I've got no trade. I, I can play the piano. I learned piano when I was a kid. Um, but that wasn't going to make me an income. So I ended up working at the Gold Coast Casino, Jupiter's there, just in food and beverage. I always was told that if you're going to learn the food and beverage hotel game, go and learn it in a casino because they've got all their procedures like nailed. Yeah, their right. best point of sale systems, best reservations, like, and, and it was, it was true. So learnt the hospitality there. Then I ended up down at Mount Buller back at Victoria at a hotel and then bought a house in Mansfield, central Victoria there near Lake Hilton and Bonnie Dern, the home of the castle. Yeah, castle. The castle. The castle. Yeah. <laughs> I say castle. There's no fucking R in castle. It's <laughs> castle. I've been, I did a TikTok on or video on that and I got nailed. But anyway, um, so then I worked for a family at Mansfield just as a gardener on the farm and I had a quite a few side hustles. It's, you've got to have a side hustle. Uh, one, it's, um, it's fun. It's something to look forward to when you get home from your normal daily grind. You've like a hobby, something that yeah. you like doing and try and get a bit of coin from, I don't know, farmer's markets or sell stuff on Etsy. It's, it's great having a side hustle. And that was the, um, that was a Mansfield worm farm thing. Always loved composting and and I'm good at it. I was always good at it. People used to say, oh, I can't compost. It's just full of lawn clippings and it's not doing anything. Yeah, right. or, but you've got to do a real mix of things. You can't just empty your catcher of clippings into your big black compost bin. It doesn't work like that. That's your forensics training coming out. So. Yeah, it's a real mix. It's like a, a, like a, like a monoculture is no good like a palm tree plantation or a massive banana plantation, all these fields of the one, yeah. they're, they're no good. They're just void of any life or biodiversity or insect activity. Anyway, so I was good at composting and then I had a worm farm and not one of those things from Bunnings. And, and I was just good at it. I used to grow flowers and sell them at the well, farmer's market every month or if there was no farmer's market on, I'd just go up the street Saturday morning with about 10 bunches of tulips yeah, and just right. hand them out in the cafe. And, um, yeah, so I had the worm farm and I got in trouble off the accountant one year because I had a bit too much cash and I wasn't spending it the right way. <laughs> those fucking accountants. So I had to get an ABN and just declare a little bit of extra income, which I did so... I had the Mansfield Worm Farm business ABN number up and going in the website or website domain name. And then the whole TikTok and Instagram thing blew up and people wanted merchandise, t-shirts, caps, stickers, beanies, scarves. So I had some of them printed and yeah, it's just turned wow. into a business. And I've actually, I've had the domain name heycunts.com.au for nearly 12 months and my, um, I don't know, digital team, Propel Digital down in Wangaratta, the last meeting we had, 
oh, about four months ago, she said, what's the whole worm farm thing? And I said, yeah. oh, that's just what I had set up. And <laughs> so, and I said, I've actually got the heycunts.com.au domain name. And she said, we can flip that over. And I said, what about all my posters, tour posters with Mansfield Worm Farm on it already for tickets? She said, oh, we can just redirect. Yeah, right. If they go into that search engine, it'll just flick them over to Haycunts. It's like, that's so clever. <laughs> Does it all happen in the background? Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand. Like if, if you, I started looking at websites and web pages, I couldn't make head nor tail of it. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get someone to do this. Yeah. There's always, you've got your own skills and then there's other people that have the skills that you don't have. So don't feel like a goose reaching out to those people. I felt really stupid on the internet. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the girls down there at Propel have set my website up. I've got shows all over Australia. Yeah. Um, and that's... now I'm in, in Dolly for the Heart to Heart podcast. Yeah, that's it. The Heart to Heart Walk. You know, I, I actually was thinking about your uh, Instagram posts and some of the shit days that we're no doubt going to have grinding through 40k walk every day. And it it's going to be one of those things in your pocket, I think, that can uh, come out and put a smile back on your face, even though you're busting blisters and, you know, grinding away at the at the task at hand and like like it has for me and so many other people in the in in Australia and around the world is putting a smile back on your face when it where it should be. Yeah, well that's I that, I I think this is my calling. I didn't sort of wish for this to happen or yeah. I wasn't looking for this to happen. It just did and um and you know what you can't go to the chemist and buy a you can Buy a box of Panadol or something, but you can't go and buy a box of laughter. No. That just comes from somewhere and that somewhere has turned into be me. Yeah, you're doing it. I laugh at myself. I take the piss out of myself. (laughs) I'm an openly gay man. I'm an ex-copper that's got issues upstairs. Um, I've been harassed at my previous job, bullied and harassed and... You've been belted and bruised by the workers' compensation yeah, system like God, many of us. Yeah, God, I went through six months of that work cover down in Victoria. Just absolute. And looking back at it, that's almost worse than the initial issue that's sort of yeah. venture down that path. Yeah. Like the phone calls from the a new case manager every week or two weeks. And then they'd want the whole story again. They'd be constantly on the yeah. phone wanting copies of this medication or I, I remember I had to get a couple of um, prescriptions for oh, serotonin or something or and then what's the one that makes you sleep? Yeah, melatonin. Melatonin yeah, is yeah. at night time and then there was a, a daytime sort of happy pill. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to yeah. go down this, I don't know, pop star Michael Jackson, have a pill in the morning to wake up, have another one at night to make you sleep. I, I did the the daytime serotonin, whatever it is, or cetraline. I didn't like that. That, that one, it sort of upset my whole constitution. Um, and I just didn't like, well, the like is not the word. I just wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. yeah it's not for everyone. A, no, 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 not at all. So I just stopped. Um, then I was getting phone calls from the psychologist that um, 
I'd have my first initial one, like 10 appointments or 12 appointments, and then they finished. And then the secretaries of the psychologists wanted me to get back on the treadmill of another appointment every week. It just went on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. After six months, I'd had enough. I thought, you know what? I'm done here. Traveling. So, and that's when I hit the road, 1st yeah. of November. So settlement on the house was 27th of October. Then I had four days setting up the camper trailer and, yeah, 1st of November last year, hit the road. So that's eight months ago. Wow. Yeah, right. Because there's a lot of – well, I've got a, quite a few mates that have uh, hit hard times out of the cops and fire brigade and travelling seems to be the therapy that some of them – the only therapy that works for some of them. And Oh, it, it is. Um like I'm 54, I know so many people, when, when they heard out heard I was doing this selling up and hitting the road and giving all my crap away, they said, oh, we'd love to do that. We've, we've oh, had yeah. the caravan for four years. We've used it once. Yeah, it's <laughs> sitting in the shed with a cover on it and we plan to do this and we're, oh, yeah, we plan to go to Port Macquarie. And I said, well, just do it now. My parents didn't do it till they were in their early 70s. And then half the places they wanted to go to, where you've got to park your car and hike into this gorge or waterfall, they couldn't make it. They couldn't yeah. do it. So if if there's one thing that I can sort of put out there to you know, all these first responders is um, don't be afraid to step off the treadmill and yeah. give it a crack. Like you step into the deep water every fucking day you get up and go to your yeah. shift like you don't know what the fuck's going to happen um and don't feel i remember when i put my resignation in about three or four months prior to that i was not sleeping i was just oh, what, what am i going to do what am i just ummed and art and when i typed out the the form 47 it's called to put my resignation in i handed it in it was just this massive release of what the hell was I worried about wasting time for the the past, I don't know, three or four months? So travel while you can. Yeah. Spend your money. Your money will come back. You'll come into some more money somehow later on with your super or whatever. But Comedy shows. Yeah, but you can't get the time back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like your kids might sort of bail you out financially as you get on a bit, but um, no yeah. one can give you your time you can't back. can't get the time back. Nah. And what I've seen the last eight months, I, I'm not, I've got a bit of a plan now because I've got comedy shows booked in. So I've got a rough little um, plotted journey around Australia. Just like us. Yeah. Well, yeah. yours is serious as you've got a fucking <laughs> spreadsheet. Yeah. I'm traffic management. Yeah. I haven't got any of that. I've just got my two whippets and my camper trailer and. And a tank full of fuel and off yeah, you go. Yeah. And the Engel <laughs> fridge full of beer. Do it. Hey, uh, on a, on a more serious note, it's been a pretty rough, um, been a pretty rough week in the emergency services world, in in the sense that, you know, there was a, a suicide in Vicpol. There was a WA police officer killed, and you know, not too far from here, a bus accident where there were ten people killed and plenty more injured, which is a you know that's a that's a rough sort of seven day period and. I know before we started, we sort of spoke about that long lasting impact of the service that you've done, which, you know, is a while ago now, but it still comes back and gives you a bit of grief. How do you think that shaped you? There's two things I want to ask you about that, actually. There's, how do you think that shaped you into what you're doing now 
and and how serious you do or don't take life. But uh, on another note, you help a lot of people that reach out to you that are struggling at different times that are finding some, you know, some benefit from the stuff that you're posting and also talking to you. Just like me, you're getting such a surprise that you actually can, you, you write back and you're very considered in what you're writing back. So I'd be really interested to understand that part of your journey. Well, um, I get off, I get, get off, I get asked all the time, why did I join the police force and did you always want to do it? Well, to be frank, it was actually a dare. Um, <laughs> we, friends of friends, this is years ago, this is back in 87, 1987 it was, the winter. So I think it was the opening, the King, well, Queen's birthday back then, she was still with us back then in 87. We went up to, I think it was Mount Hotham for the snow season opening of the weekend and Tracy, a family friend, her new boyfriend was a copper, this built, muscly, like perfect looking <laughs> Adonis. And anyway, the Saturday night we're sitting around the fire in the lodge drinking schnapps or whatever it was and had a few too many. And he was talking about the police academy and I said, I could fucking do that. I could get through that. So he said, I'll dare you. So we had a hundred dollar bet. Shook on it, and a hundred bucks was that's a lot of money. That's back a lot then. of money. Yeah. Well, it still is now, but yeah. um, anyway, so that was in the June. I got back, filled out the paperwork, uh, started on the 8th of February '88. It was the weekend after the big bicentenary Australia celebration of a nation where Prince Charles and Lady Di came out to Australia. And do you know what? That was in hindsight was the best thing to ever joined that um, police force or emergency service, doesn't matter which one it is, just that bond you've got, like you, you meet people, random strangers that are in the same game and you, there's just something there. I'll never, ever forget that. That, that was something I didn't ever expect. Yeah, right. That bond between coppers, ambos, nurses, fireys, doctors, ICU workers, um, all the SES first responders. Um, not a big fan of the Depi people or Dwelp Department of Oh yeah, down in Victoria, order, environment, yeah, yeah. land protection, whatever it is. Like all the farm fires that used to happen around at Mansfield, all the local farmers would always be the first ones to turn up with their slip-ons. Yeah, and then on with the professional paid Depi people, they wouldn't even get out of their vehicles because they. It, it wasn't a declared, I don't know, fire. Oh, oh it was God. just the political bullshit where these guys had the best equipment but weren't allowed to get out of their wow. thing because it was private property. They could only get out on, like, public property if it was oh, a fire. It was God. just all this bullshit. But, yeah, best thing I ever did to in my life, that bond, and also, too, later on in life, by being an ex-copper, just opened so many doors that... Yeah, right. ...on your resume. Um Anyway, I, I fucking love it. I love meeting coppers. I don't know how you people still stay in it and deal with all that bullshit, <laughs> like all that bureaucracy and everything. Yeah. And then every time you see a bit of bad news or a, what's happened this week all over the country and yeah. you think, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, and I always think about all my squad mates and people I've worked with when something like this happens. It always it triggers me. Um but I just put one foot 
forward of the other. Every now and again, you have a couple that go backwards, but that's all right. Um, in my situation, I just get my little phone out and make <laughs> a video. <laughs> and come across a big banana. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, a big banana. Well, I came through Taree today. There was a big, is it an oyster? I really couldn't work out oh, what it was God. above the Kia. I think it's meant to be. Oh, it was, nah, yeah. nah, they looked like a ninish tart or something. It just, they <laughs> failed on that one. Like the big koala down at um, Victoria at Dadswell's yeah. Bridge here, just near Stall. That's a... Well, there's a big potato down on the Southern Island somewhere that looks just yeah, looks wrong. Uh, yeah, the potato. <laughs> I've been to the big strawberry um, and the, and the big prawn, the big prawn in Ballina. That used to be some restaurant or service station or something that went ass up, but the prawn had been, I couldn't believe this, the prawn's been, I don't know, national trusted or something. Oh, God, is it? So And then Bunnings came along and bought the site. And built a new big shop on it. And part of their planning permit is they had to renovate the prawn. Wow. So there's the big prawn in the car park of the big <laughs> green shed Bunnings, for fuck's sake. Oh, I couldn't believe it. The that's prawn, unreal. prawn talk. Anyway. So what, uh, I, I do wonder sometimes on your travels what actually inspires these these things because they're, they're nearly always quite well researched. So you're not exactly just lobbing up into town blind and, you know, drinking drinking beers at your camp and driving out and doing a doing a TikTok. So you're you're putting a lot of thought and effort into these posts. So how much time do you actually spend doing uh, those? Well, how how big of a part of your life has that become? Uh, daily. So definitely with all the merchandise sales. But as as for videos, um, I don't do TikTok anymore. I got banned three times off that app. <laughs> That's an absolute scam. Do you know what people say? Why'd you get banned because of your swearing? And it's like no, because I was it was a successful account. So the first account had 267,000 followers and there's a feature on TikTok where you can go live. So you do a live video. Um, and when I'd go live, there'd be 20, 25,000 people in the room or in the feed at the one time, all sort of sending little gifts. People can buy money. I don't know why they do it. They, they go online and buy say a hundred bucks worth of gifts on TikTok. And they're only like a one cent gift here or half right. a cent. But when you've got 25,000 people in the room all tapping yeah. their screen constantly for an hour, I was pulling sometimes over a thousand bucks in gifts for one hour wow. live. So the rules on TikTok, you can only withdraw 200 bucks maximum a day or a thousand dollars a week. That's all in the terms and conditions. So I set up through the PayPal account. So I'd managed three withdrawals. Um, then the next day I went to do the next one, 200 bucks. No, there's a problem. There's a problem. Please try again later. So, and then you get an email from them to say, oh, you're in the best 2% of the creators. Keep going. So I would, more money had come in, more money had come in. And then it got to over, well, two accounts. It got to over $12,000 worth of so-called gifts, all these little one cent pieces add up. Yeah. And they banned the account and keep all the money. Kept the money. Yep. Wow. So one thing, if delete the app. I spoke to a senator up in Canberra, a friend of a friend of a friend. He said that, Paul, they're doing it all over the world, right. America, everywhere. They're successful accounts. They build them up and then ban them, keep the money. Um, it's If your kids are on it, don't let them buy credits because it's not going to their favourite creator. It's going to the 
Chinese bike dance company that owns the app. Yeah, right. Um, absolute scam. Wow. Oh, got over a quarter of a million followers. Yeah, that was so two sixty seven thousand, and then the next account was eighty six thousand, and then the last account was only about four thousand followers because that got shadow banned, which means that your videos don't get put out there. You can right. put it, you can load them, but they don't. Oh, okay, they don't get. Don't go around the loop. Findable. Yeah. No, unless you're a follower. So God Almighty! But Instagram's the that's the platform of choice, choice now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's quite a bit. There's hours a day. Um, always do a bit of research. I've got some places written in my diary I need to go to, like there's the big pineapple up at Nambour, got to hit that. Um, I've got sort of gigs, comedy show gigs up at Broadbeach, North Lakes, north of Brisbane, up at Bundaberg. Yeah. I've got a week in Bundaberg up there, so that's a big show. And I'll do the Bundaberg rum. Oh, yeah. I don't know, factory or whatever it is. And yeah, right. All of that. So there's a few little places. I just town hop. Like last night heading here was shit weather. Yeah. And I rang Matty up and I said, listen, I'm going to pull into it. So I was just near Port Macquarie, but I stayed at a little place called something Hills. No, I can't remember. Just south of Port Macquarie. Absolutely beautiful. Woke up this morning. Um, and there's the whales. Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah, awesome. blowholes going off, um, breaching, it, it, that's a, just that's there. Cool. That's cool. From the caravan part, I was like, oh, my God, I would never have. You don't see that on your worm farm in central no, Victoria? No, <laughs> And so go and travel, everyone. Just go and see this country. So many yeah. people plan their annual trip to go to Bali or it's like, no, nah, I don't need to go overseas yeah. again. I've been there. I'm going to see this country. So yeah. next yeah. 12 months, travelling Australia, do a show every week. Yeah, right. Um, and booking more in daily, daily. So I'm down here. I'm going to, I've got three weeks to head up to Broadbeach. I'm going to book a heap of gigs around, um, Newcastle, Wollongong, now down at Tookley, Nora Head. Yeah. Just all these coastal towns and hit Broadbeach on the yeah. 8th of July. And there you go. On the road, living the dream. Living the dream. That's as unreal. They say, but so yeah. that, that's just, that's a cool story. Like from Back in the back in the old days of policing, forensics turned. What would you call it? Like a what's a? It's not. Oh, as I said earlier, I didn't plan it. It just happened, and just grab it. Grab yeah. the op. I look twelve months ago. It's not even twelve months ago that I got the ass from my job. That's another story. I'm not really going to go into. But um, that was a big meltdown for me. I had the the rug, 12 years of loyalty to this family and the rug got ripped out from under me just yeah. because of my social media success. He knew I was making videos. All of a sudden, um, his narcissistic behaviour, which I didn't even know what that word meant. I'd heard it talked <laughs> about, sort of. Yeah. When, but I never knew what it meant. And then with the psychologist, she sort of basically read out the meaning of a narcissist was. It's like, oh my God, there should be a picture of his <laughs> Your face. Old yeah, yeah. Just this manipulation of, um, I had no idea it was even happening. But when I look back, I thought this, how, that was a real sort of, why didn't I pick this up? It's a real, yeah. I was in a mess. I had a mortgage to pay. How am I going to pay this? Um, I was in a mess. I had horrible thoughts going through my head. Yeah. I was on all these tablets from the happy pills and sleeping pills and um, 
drinking and just, yeah, in a... Not in a good place. Nah, a horrible place. But I just soldiered on. Um, I got professional help. I talked about it. I went missing on social media for three days. that's the big thing. You know, a lot of the stuff that you're, you know, really open about good days and bad days with yourself. And I think that's probably what helps other people open up to you and you then in turn help them in either directly or indirectly. Yeah, just that, well, I've had so many messages, personal messages, stories of people have told me where they are at the moment and they just, they've been some really, really, there's one Scottish bloke, um, Kevin McGurn, he got in, he sent me a message and I sent him back my WhatsApp number and he, he was ready to, that night, Oh, wow. To go and do something. And this is not, this is not 12 months ago. This is about August, September last year. And we spoke on WhatsApp for oh, every couple of days, I suppose. It, anyway, he's got a, a new partner. They're now engaged. Holy he's Nora. a tractor, like driver. He's like a contractor. They yeah, go yeah. around in Scotland and do the contract harvesting. Yeah. Uh, still sends me messages. I bring him up in the middle of the fucking night. How cool is that? Um, and, and that's just one bloke. One, if look, if I can help just one person, that's my job done. But there's more than one. Yeah. Uh, just with the whole dental health issue with me, I talk about my teeth and take the piss out of myself. Uh, dental health care <laughs> is like well, that's well, your tour name, isn't it? Teeth talk. Yeah, the teeth talk tour. I kept <laughs> the word talk in there just to take the piss out of TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's sort of almost becoming. That was the start of your journey, wasn't it? The, yeah. So the, the dental health. The, yeah, the... dental health important. I had um, a blood issue, blood infection caused by my teeth. I had no pain in my teeth. I had receding gums. I had a procedure when I was a teenager, to, like even a gum transplant. So it was known a long time ago. Um, there, yeah, ended up with this um, blood infection caused by the bottom jawbone and my bottom teeth. Been there for about 20, 25 years, dodged a stroke, aneurysm, heart attack, had to go on my teeth out. That was a big identity crisis. It's like, fuck. And get false teeth, lost a heap of weight because I had no teeth. I had to drink boiled up stock for nearly five months. Um, And it's like, oh, well, this, it's the cards that I've been dealt. Um, I bet you never thought it would have become your new identity. No, no. Well, I, it's funny because I get recognised every yeah. day. It doesn't matter where I go. I don't doubt it. Um, but I normally, I wear my teeth. I have got false teeth, but I sort of wear them during the day and I take them out for every video and I put my glasses on during the day. And so people look at me and thinking, is that him? <laughs> is that, a lot of people come up and say hello and get selfies and, yeah, yeah. and I, that's fine. People say, oh, does it get old? Um, and so, well, no, not yet, but. I tell you what, there's some famous people that follow me. I couldn't believe it when I see, like, um, Katy Perry follows me. <laughs> yeah, I never used to like her music, but now uh, now she follows me. I don't mind How that. cool is that? Lionel Richie, so the American Idol, yeah, I think it's called. Wow. They watch my videos as I, um, when they get into the studio each day. They say, where is he today? Where is he today? <laughs> so that's through a friend of a friend of a friend, again, six degrees of separation, that they watch me. Uh, Harry Connick Jr., uh, Jamie Oliver, the chef. Yeah, yeah. 
Curtis Stone, he's another chef. What's the chef that swears his ass off? Gordon, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Surely he's got to be on the no, list. No, I haven't he? seen his thing uh, come up. But Come on, Gordon. And then all these footballers. Apparently I'm huge in um, South Africa. Right. So all these cricketers and they must play some sort of football over there because. Union. Oh, I don't know. I don't follow any of that. Um and then American, is it NBA basketballers? Yeah, yeah. There's a heap of those people. And I've sort of looked at, they got, some of them have got millions of followers. Wow. And you Google how much is so-and-so worth and it's like, well, $370 million he was offered last God. year. I oh, know, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, Watching you. Yeah. And <laughs> just getting a laugh and some, t- look, I, I've spread my dog's ashes on the beach a couple of weeks ago up at oh, Evan's no. head and broke down about yeah. that and I just filmed that. I just kept going. I met, I went to Lismore to, to um, open my, my show. The first show was at Lismore, the Metropole Hotel. And I chose that place because of the, the flooding last year. Yeah. Some of the stories that. Bloody devastating, isn't it? Oh, there's so many stories out there of just absolute tragedy that never got put out yeah. there. Um, and then there was one, a fifth, I met a lady, um, actually it was the, the ICU lady, her son, 15. So when it was raining, they didn't live in the flood area, but, um, he got his tinny out. He's 15 years old. He said, I've got to go and help these people. This, when they all went to bed, there was no water. And then by two o'clock in the morning, the water's halfway up the second floor. So a little 15 year old, he gets in there and he knew there was a couple of old ladies, a couple of old sisters in their eighties lived in this house. So he went there, he had to swim under the water, through the door, got inside and he was the two old ladies sitting on a couple of chairs up on the dining table with water up to their necks inside. He's 15. Um, anyway, he, he got both of them out. He had to get them out, swim back under the water. He managed to get both of them into the boat God. and a 15 year old, um, what a little legend. Yeah, just, and I spoke to his mum and said, oh, how is he? You'll never forget that. And she said, no, he's, he's, he's all right. And it's, he, he's just, he's a goer. Yeah. He's good at school. He does all his work. But when I heard that, it was like, where, shit, when I was 15, I couldn't decide if I wanted to ride a surfboard or a boogie board. Yeah. <laughs> you had the priorities sorted. Yeah. Yeah. And these, these, anyway, um. So I did my show there at Lismore and the devastation and, oh, just the people's houses are just washed, like they're on stilts, for instance, because it is a flood area and they've just been floated away and banged into the house next door. Yeah. And the people have just left, left everything behind and just left. Well, it's a good place to start a comedy show. We had a great night. It was a sellout. Um, it was amazing at the end of the night, like people came up for autographs and selfies and, and Stuart, the, the bloke that got me there, he said, we had a debrief the next day and he said, I don't know if you realize Paul, but you've got something. I just sat back and watched you work the room at the end of the night. Um, you took time to meet everyone. You shook their hand, you looked them into the eye, um, and it's like, well, they're the people that have made this what it is. Yeah. Every person, so long as I can keep meeting people and, I don't know, giving them a hug. There was a lady actually there from um, 
Oh, where was it? Ballina. So she drove to Lismore, but she was in hospital having uh, treat chemo treatment for breast cancer. And she was supposed to have, I don't know, five weeks of chemo and she got halfway through it and she's feeling shit. So she actually checked herself out on the Tuesday just so that she was going to be feeling okay on the Saturday to come and... To head down to the show. To head to the show. Wow. And it's like, Sin, or Cynthia, her name is Sin. I thought, that's like putting your house... She said, no, nah, I don't fucking care. I just wanted to come and see you. You were, I, you, I knew you were going to be in the next town. I was, yep, I wanted to feel... Bloody hell. So... Just to come and see little old me. Well, well, that's how that's how we've ended up here. Is you answered a couple of messages that I'd sent you over a little while, and yep, and you're going on a walk, and I, here I'm, we are. when you start the walk on the first of July, unfortunately, I've got a couple of shows on, so I can't meet up at the start. But I'm definitely going to um, pen in my diary, not pencil, because I'm <laughs> never, I'm not going to rub it out. So you're going to be down at Canberra around the what twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Yeah, that's when it's September when you get in. So yeah. I'm going to plan to be down there for that last few days and at least do that big walk from Government House to Parliament House yeah. with you all, the big family day. Uh, and if not before that, I may even catch up to do a leg or two. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm planning to definitely be down that New South Wales area that time of year with my show. So I yeah, have cool. no doubt that we'll catch up we'll and make I'll, it I'll put a leg in. Someone can, I'll walk the whippets. They can come with me. Someone's <laughs> going to have to drive the Hilux, but. You won't have any shortage of uh, volunteer helpers, I, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, I, I reckon we'll be right. <laughs> I'll do, and, and look, if if I do manage to get down that way, I'll be doing a post a few days before and see if we can get a heap yeah. of people along. That'd be cool. To yeah. walk with us. So Heart yeah. to Heart Walk podcast. Can't believe I'm sitting in. Dolly. Dolly here. She's beautiful. She's a, she's a pretty cool old Yeah, machine. I yeah. love it. She's yeah. retro. Yeah. I just love it. Actually, you're, I had an idea. Yeah. The guests that are coming in, I want them to actually get a paint pen and give me a signature up on one of these coloured doors. Really? We I can wanna, do that. You're going to be number one. Wow. Yeah. I've this recorded is amazing. a fair few podcasts and I just thought, hey, you're here today. Let's do it. We can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Maddie, thank you so much I, for having me. I really appreciate your time and I like just – you know, not not to mention how you've helped me at times, and I know how much you help other people, and your generosity with your time. I just need to say thanks for what you do for people like me. You know, like there's so many. It's not. I, I know it's not just me that you've helped. There's so many people out there that get something from your time that you take to put your posts up, and then and even the bigger time that you take to actually engage with people. It's uh, it's really meaningful and really helpful stuff. So thanks very much. You're welcome. And thanks. And that's another thing, a little word of wisdom, which I'm full of, <laughs> is a please, thank you, and you're welcome. We'll get you around the world. We'll get you out of bed every morning. Yeah. It's three simple little words. You don't have to use them all at once. But, yep, please, thank you, and you're welcome. Learned that off Nanny Mac years ago when I was a kid, um, and she was spot on. Yeah, there's plenty of people that need to be reminded of that these yeah, days, manners are free. Um, yeah. Laughing's free. I give them out, and I'm going to continue to give them out. People say never change, and I never fucking will. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Good on you. Thanks so much for your time and uh, happy and safe travels to you. Yep. Likewise, Maddie, and all the best on the heart-to-heart walk. So we'll call this one Dolly Talk.
Yeah. Non-I can't love you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs>